0: Hey, this is Bob Lee, and you're listening to Over the Ball with Kevin Flynn, the world's game from an American perspective. The Over the Ball Daily World Cup podcast is brought to you by Soccer America, the soccer paper of record, and by Octane Media. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Over the Ball with Kevin Flynn and Chris Shammity. another day down, Chris, in the World Cup. Um, I've been saying these are 10-minute reviews, but we've been going longer than, than 10 minutes, so whatever. Uh, we're going to keep these short, but uh, I, I went over 10 minutes the last two days. So, anyway, apologies to people who are actually timing me. I got a few notes from my friends saying, apparently you can't tell time, Flynn, and uh, that's true. Um, so, big day, huh, Chris? Uh, Japan, Germany? T- you know, look— Japan, a team that really the United States struggled with a little bit, I feel a little better about that after watching them play Germany, where they were composed, they attacked, they were creative, uh, they defended hard. And Germany, quite honestly, looked like they were phoning it in a little bit, and you had a lot of old players there. What, What were your thoughts?
1: yeah i mean when the usa was getting ready for the world cup they played japan and saudi arabia and uh you know didn't get a win and japan went on to beat germany today and saudi arabia beat argentina yesterday so now that kind of creates a little bit of context for those games in terms of difficulty and also the global parity but yeah i mean my kids were were filling out a bracket and and when they had germany and spain in that one bracket i really wanted to have them pick japan because i thought that maybe japan would would get a result somewhere so i wasn't really surprised i think they're right. chomping at the bit at this world cup they're in a good time of their cycle and i think germany yes they have a new coach but i think their player pool it's it's got a really big array it, it's got some real you know young ones and some super older ones and i'm not sure it's the right combination uh but rule number one in the world cup is never rule out germany right so we all know right. that. so we'll see how they rebound here.
0: Yes, they lose their first game, but yeah, you can't count them out. Almost like the Italians when they're in the cup, you mm-hmm. just can't uh, you can't rule them out. Uh, Spain blew out Costa Rica seven 0 Spain looked good; they they barely broke a sweat. It seemed like um, Costa Rica. I don't know what happened to them. If if Germany looked old, Costa Rica looked even older.
1: Yeah, and, and and Costa Rica came out with four in the back, uh, and it took them a while to get to five in the back, uh, but by then the damage <laughs> was done. Um, and, and you, you want to give them a little bit of credit for trying to go with four in the back and see if they can kind of get to the ball a little bit, but man, the way Spain are playing right now and how they hold on to the ball, you either have to be great on the ball or super great athletically, and, and Costa Rica was neither, and, and Spain just had their right way with them.
0: Zero zero Morocco Morocco, Croatia, um, you know, That's to be expected. First round, first game. Uh, You know, Spain did score seven goals against Costa Rica and England scored so many. But that's a typical first game sort of score line, 0-0. Yeah, first games I think are, are interesting
1: in, in the sense that y- you have two dynamics. One, it's the first game together for the group, right? right? So you're there's nerves, there's there's an idea of who's who and what's what. Uh, but the other part is your opponent is super fresh in the legs, you know. So a Morocco can run all day against Croatia, a Saudi Arabia can run all day against Argentina, and today a Canada could can run all day against Belgium. So it's like you see a huge amount of legs and that closes the gap between two teams. Uh, that'll fade away a little bit as the legs come back down to earth. But right now, that that Croatia team, you know, one point they'll take it. They un- they've yeah. got a lot of experience in that group, and they'll move forward.
0: Yeah, the Canada Belgium game. Canada again talking about you know uh, opponents for the United States and who they played and how we can gauge looking forward. You know, like you said, uh, you know Saudi Arabia, Japan, and Costa Rica. We kind of um, you know got through them um somewhat easily at, at times but uh, but Canada they they looked like the much better team especially that first half
1: yeah i mean it's disappointing from a concacaf point of view cuz now all four of our teams have played and we have two right. losses and two ties um but in terms, that was the game of the day for me you know the way that was so entertaining and it's only a one nothing game but it was so entertaining and canada super harsh for them not to get something out of that game uh, alfonso davies has a penalty kick didn't take it very well courtois saves it uh, and then there's one or two other plays where they—you could arguably say they could have had another penalty. Yeah. Um, but they didn't, and then completely against the run of play, right before halftime, Belgium Belgium gets in behind and scores the one and only goal of the game. Uh, but beautiful man, pass, mm. beautiful pass. Canada are incredibly athletic, size, right. pace, power. Um, You know, they're ahead of the USA and Mexico uh, in that regard. And they just ran with them and Belgium wasn't prepared for it. And and they, they, they were very lucky to advance out of this game with all three points.
0: I was surprised at how wide open that game was, especially first round of the World Cup. I mean, it was end to end. It was like NBA action watching these guys.
1: Yeah, second half opened up. Uh, You know, I think the first half energy that Canada put into it is borderline not sustainable, um, but they were willing to keep going with it. I think they'll pay the price in the legs in game two and three. It'll be interesting to see, you know, keep track of that. But, you know, for the most part, they felt like, no, we can get something out of this game. So they went to the very, very end, threw everything at it, even put Alfonso Davies up top
0: uh, at the end there to try to get him to make a play. You you know, I don't think that works, Chris. I don't know what you're, you, you know, coaching wise what your thoughts are on that but you know you look at such a dynamic player uh out wide where you can create all kinds of headaches for people you you bring him inside and suddenly he's not as impactful i I thought that was a mistake i mean i understand why why coaches do that you sort of throw in the hail mary pass but um i felt that they just started booting the ball forward a, a little bit and um yeah the game you opened know.
1: up and both teams were kind of yeah, getting little moments in transition. I think the general idea, I mean, the coach, he's done a really good job there, Coach Herdsman, and you know, I think the general thought is hey, we're probably not going to score with what we've got. Let's at least put another guy up there and see if we can create something, especially because there's pace. He, I think they still have him down as being the fastest player in the Bundesliga when he plays for Bayern. So he's he's so fast that you'd like to say let's leave him on that most advanced line and see if he can right. crack him behind. But credit to Belgium, they somehow get out of that with a shutout and, uh, you know, they get the three points and I think they'll get better as the tournament goes along, but they were not ready for this
0: game. Yeah, they, but, they weren't. And, you know, you forget the amount of talent that they have on that team. All these players that we know so well and uh, to, to have that level of talent and to play in that incohesive of a manner was was really jarring to me. It really was. Canada yeah. the better team uh, against Belgium, which is which is saying something, which again goes back to what we've talked about in every day of this World Cup so far is. This worldwide parody that is starting to happen it's making it interesting we we talked about it on the women's end uh you know the women have been sort of spoiled with uh, these victories that they've had over the years well there's more world parity in women's soccer now and they've, they've catching up or caught up in some cases so this yeah. is exciting you know yeah. italy brazil germany they just don't dominate as easily as they used to you know kind of skip through the first round yeah. or two, and and then uh, you know get down to brass tacks so It'll be
1: interesting to see how it ends, because I I think it's something like only eight teams have won the World Cup on the men's side. And that includes Uruguay, who won in 1930, and England, who won in 66. So in more modern history, you're looking at only five or six teams that have ever won the World Cup. It's a very short list. And I wonder if this is going to be a World Cup where a quote-unquote outsider can take it all.
0: Well, when I had this show on SiriusXM and then at ESPN, too, I've always touted the fact that I think the United States will win a World Cup before the English, do, just because of the mentality. Watching that English performance and the subs that came on, I'm like, wow, maybe this is their year. I don't know. Uh, yeah. Maybe they'll choke. We'll see what happens. But they've got a hell of a team. Spain looks good. Um but, looking back on this,, uh, you know, I, I find myself, you know rooting for Mexico because they're in Concacaf. I find myself rooting for Canada. Um, and it's it's a bummer, yeah, two two losses, two ties. so um, not so great for Concacaf. So far. Um, things can change obviously Um looking back on the u.s game as we get ready for england tomorrow um, what are your thoughts it seemed like the united states in that attacking third lacked the killer instinct a little bit i hope they uh figure out a way to um well different dynamic tomorrow against england what would your tactics be what would, what would your thoughts be against playing england yeah i think uh, i actually yeah, i think it's friday kev right
1: it's right, 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 game, right. The US is Friday. Yeah, uh, we have one more day to recover, regenerate, whatnot. I, it'd be really interesting to be on the inside and see how a lot of pil- players feel because McKenney came off early; he hadn't played in a while. Musa had to come off. He, you know, Pulisic put so much into it; was limping off the field at the end. Right. You know how how they'll go about this in terms of substitutions and the five subs. I think they'll use all five. And now it's a matter of how do you start, how do you end, how much of that is based on legs, how much of that is based on score. Line, and then you have this, you know, side thought, which is, hey, you have to think about this as a coach: is if the game doesn't go your way by minute sixty or whatever, uh, do, do you do you go to a different place, and do you now say I've I've got to now rest legs in order to try to get all three points and a win? Wrong, yeah. Yeah. So it, it's you know it, it's an interesting challenge because this game can go so many different ways. Uh, it'll be a, it could be a tight affair. We could jump ahead. We we could get beat by a few goals, and then now you're right. managing for the third game, and now you're kicking yourself over Wales over and over again.
0: Sure. Uh, but that's why it's exciting. That's why it's a World Cup. But in terms of tactics, yeah, I mean, I you know, think. W- the, wait, though, Chris, on it on uh-huh. before you go to tactics. You know, I've been getting a ton of texts from friends saying, you know, Wales has eight players that were born in England. And if it comes down to a tie on that last match, it's it's a bummer. It's a bummer. And I I hope they play. I hope they just go out and play. All right. Yeah, it's a good point. Yeah, Yeah, it's a good point. I mean,
1: yeah, yeah, you always wonder about stuff like that, Um, you know, but at this I I don't know how many players on Wales. I don't know it well enough, but our clubs that are high enough up the scales that they. Uh, you got to remember, the, the, this event is a showcase for players. And it's a, right. it's a chance to now land the next contract, the bigger contract, to get sold, whatever. So, I, you know, I think human instinct kicks in. And and I don't know if that loyalty will actually, you know, come through. Hopefully it's the opposite, which is like, hey, they're motivated to try to still have something in it. Especially if they can get something out of the Iran game. If they can get yeah. a tie or a win against Iran, they'll have everything to play for on that last day. And they won't have control. So they'll have to play that game out against England.
0: And in it's a dog be- of sorts. Right, and Iran will be looking at chops a little bit to get out back on the pitch and and have a better performance. So, um, you know, and and hopefully they do. Uh, yeah, still, just everyone still still licking our wounds from not picking up three points. We only grabbed one. Uh, yeah. The television ratings are out. They're they're pretty high. It's over twelve million people. A little lower than some of World Cups past. They say that's because of timing, perhaps. Uh, you know, when the games are showing. You know, they said Univision and Fox, but the, I've, been, I've been watching the games on Peacock um, and they're in Spanish, which I just don't quite understand. You know, there's so many rules and rights that they dole out um, that there's so many places to watch the game I, it, it, and even online. So you wonder how many people really are watching the game more than the numbers that they're actually stating there
1: yeah i mean i guess they sell them in categories right they sell the broadcast rights the streaming rights they sell english language rights spanish language rights and then you know in each region in each country it's different so there's a lot of different aspects to the business side of it Mm -hmm. Uh, i think i and i've talked to the same thing i've talked to people they're all we're all watching it differently so it'll be interesting how the numbers get accumulated at the end um but i i think it's it's going to be a situation where the interest in the tournament is really high in the beginning and you know then it comes down to which teams advance and how much those fans stay with it versus get off the ship because their team is no longer in it
0: right well mexico canada u.s all have skin in the game in the states i guess uh with the numbers ratings but um yeah if i mean just i just we're all just hoping the u.s gets through that's what this is all about um yeah just wanted to (laughs) say quickly our our friend mike waitola at soccer america he came out with the player ratings and i usually think that mike is pretty much right on um you know, my boy Walker Zimmerman in the center of the park there, he gave him a two, which I thought Walker Zimmerman played really well for most of the game. I thought the Tim Ream, you know, all those questions that we had asked about the two center back, the pairings, uh, Tim Reem, you know, he is suspect when he gets out wide. Uh, he's older, a little slower, but inside he made some great penetrating passes. The two of them, I thought they won pretty much every ball in the air. Uh, but Zimmerman gets a PK. And that's it. The rating goes down. Do you agree with that?
1: Yeah, I'm not. I, you know, I'm not a ratings guy. I'm not in that world of ratings as as a coach. Uh, well, but
0: a lot of people if, call you a ten, so I don't. know. Yes, well, that's obvious.
1: Yeah, um, I I think that the the basic idea being that like when you're in a moment, uh, well, if if you were going to talk have a conversation about ratings, then now the conversation becomes all right. Well, if you have a game changing tackle that is negative and gives away a penalty that ultimately loses the three points. What is the value of that tackle in terms of a negative? So, if you give him a two, I mean, that means that he had an overall performance that was negative. That's how I would usually look at that. I don't think his overall performance was negative, but certainly that play was not a good play. He explains it well after the fact, but obviously the point is. What
0: did he say? Because look, Dale's back was to the net. I, I. I, I I don't understand it as a defender. Yeah, what I mean, he says box. is that
1: he didn't quite see him. The ball went down to the end line. He's now got to turn his head. He didn't quite see him. And as he as the ball comes out, he goes out to the ball, and Bale slides across him. And Bale is smart. He puts himself in a spot to be kicked. Right. And if Zimmerman doesn't see him now, he kicks now he kicks Bale, and that's it's clear a penalty at that point. So it's a mistake. I mean, obviously the the answer is. It's not a mistake you can make at a World Cup. You know, you have to know that he's there, especially since it's bail. Um, But, yeah, I mean, these are just words. It's hard to do it in in live action.
0: All right. Well, tomorrow is Thanksgiving for us here in the United States as we celebrated uh, getting away from the English and starting our own colony here in the United States. So hopefully that uh, that sense of independence will play out on Friday. Um, What games are tomorrow? Do you know any offhand? I don't have it in front of me. Uh, we have Brazil plays and Portugal right. plays. Those are the ones
1: I have circled. Yeah. Cause those will, those will be fun. And Brazil has Serbia and that's, uh, you, you know, Serbia always represents themselves while well at a world cup. I always yep. find them fun to watch tough and smart, uh, generally. And, and Brazil is uh, a chance to make a big splash and get a start after, after Argentina stubbed their toe.
0: I just, uh, was with some young kids, uh, kicking the wall around here in the, my hometown where I, I grew up and, uh, they're all American fans, obviously, uh-huh. and they're all Brazil fans. So I think it's a, a pocket of Brazilians. And I said, guys, great team to love. They they play the game. It's an amazing way they play it with uh, flair and enjoyment. But you never yeah. know which Brazil team's going to show up. I've never seen a team play to the max and to the deuce. You know, from two to ten. Yeah. How do you just never know with all that talent? Um,
1: yeah. I like their coach, and uh, Tite, and I think he's going to you know, continue to do a good job. I think this is a group that wants and needs to win. They haven't. Um, and, yeah, you're right about when you talk about those kids. It's like the global popularity of that team is outrageous. Like if you're a baseball person, you'll see Yankee hats all around the world. If you're a soccer person, you'll see Brazil jerseys all around the world. It's just how it is, and, and they are that entertaining. So if they come out with that attitude and that spirit, it, it should be really fun.
0: Switzerland, Cameroon tomorrow as well. Um Cameron's always fun to watch. Um, back from the Roger Mila days on, I've always enjoyed watching them play. And, and Switzerland's always got that Germanic sort of um, the type of game that they play. Disciplined, hard, you know, so it should be fun. Yeah. Um, I was watching, you know, these kids. To go back to these these kids, they're, they're playing on the blacktop. Now they're all watching the games all day and then running outside in between games, which is – Oh my Perfect. god, I wish we had that when we were growing up, you know, it's wonderful. Yeah. But yeah. the one little boy had an iPad there and it was showing midfielders how to turn, the mm. various ways you could turn and he would play it and then stop it and then all the kids would try it and try it, try it. I'm like, "Oh, this is fantastic, guys. Wow. This is fantastic." You got 300 million people in this country. Let's start uh, let's start learning the skills early.
1: Yeah, uh, maybe if if those kids can do that, maybe we'll we'll be able to beat Wales next time.
0: All right, so this this World Cup I, I don't know, Chris, does it Does it feel like a World Cup to you right now? I, yeah. I, it's so funny because it does. All right. I mean, I'm enjoying watching the games, but it's just so odd that I have, you know, Thanksgiving coming up and doing family stuff because usually I, know. I shut yeah. down my life for yeah. this cup. And now I have, uh, you know, duties it's like, oh, yeah, I have a mom. Might want to check in with her. Yeah.
1: First of all, you said duty, which is great. Second of all, um, I, I think it's it's odd, right? Because we're always used to watching these games in the summer. But yeah. yeah, now that's there's a busyness to it. But I still love these ideas where like, like when does Mexico ever play Poland, for example? That never right. happens, right? And you see these combinations of games where these two teams would never play. And all of a sudden now they're playing. And with the, the amount of TV coverage that we have, we know more of these players more than ever before. So, like, a lot of the people following the World Cup in America can relate to who these players are. Oh, I know them from this team and that league, and I saw them in this game and whatnot. And so there's just a lot more information out there to follow. And I think for, like, the kids that you mentioned, all the way up to us, it's just more and more entertaining. Yeah. The bummer is the backdrop of it all, which we've discussed. But hopefully yeah. we can just focus on the football.
0: Yeah. And um – uh Uruguay, South Korea, I'm looking forward to that game tomorrow as well. So um, that's two great sides, great players. And, you know, you mentioned everybody knows who the players are now. The players know each other now. And I think, you know, going th- back two, three cups, they didn't always know each other. But now you have Brazilian players in the Prem and in, you know, La Liga, Ligun. So um, I think it I have noticed there is not as much destructive soccer yeah. going on. Uh, people getting stuck in in the midfield seems like they've cleaned the game up in that respect uh, and still i I Just can't stand when guys just go down like they got shot out of a cannon, you know? So, yeah. um, Yeah, there was a tackle. There was a tackle
1: by a Canadian player today that I thought was like, whoa, really old school. He got a yellow on it, but he kind of scissored two legs from behind. From behind, yeah. Yeah, borderline red. You know, you don't see those tackles anymore. Um, So that was kind of an old school tackle. But But you haven't played with me in a while, but
0: the the, the game's been played. Actually, I thought it was a, a red because not so much because it was dirty, but because it was from behind and on a breakaway i thought uh he was a little deep uh, yeah I, I, it might have been another could have defender.
1: yeah yeah that could have yeah. come across but that you don't see tackles like that anymore which, no. which i get it but when you you know you talk about japan for example like if you actually go through their roster look at where they play i mean these players are playing at the top leagues in the world italy germany whatever and and so it's not surprising that they're able to put together a good national team that used to not I, happen as much as it does now
0: I really like the way Japan plays, too, as well. So you should have told your kids to put them in that bracket. All right. Uh, I think, did we go over 10 minutes? I'm not sure. Of course we we, did. We did. We did. I'm sure. But, uh, all right, more games tomorrow, everybody, in the World Cup. We're off and running uh, as we get ready for England on Friday, uh, Black Friday. Uh, Let's turn that around and uh, bring in the light for uh, for that game against England. All right, everybody, that's all the time we have today in the World Cup over-the-ball update. For Kevin Flynn, that's me and Chris Shamanis. We will talk to you next time on o 2 Call or text us at 424 229 2247. That's 424 229 2247.